fight And we don't have to kill Everybody in the whole wide world Really just needs to chill No, we don't have to fuss No, no, no We don't have to fight Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Just Chill with Oliver George. This is episode 81. It has been a hot minute since we've done one of these, and I couldn't be more excited about my guest. But before we get into it, I want to remind you, if you're watching on YouTube and you would prefer audio only for whatever reason, you can get that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and other places like that. If you were listening to me on one of those platforms, though, and you didn't realize that there was a visual side to this show, please come check it out here on YouTube. While you're doing that, if you wouldn't mind hitting that subscribe button, it would really mean a lot to me. You obviously don't have to, but I would appreciate it. All the support I've gotten from anyone along the way, or if you're just jumping now, it really does mean a lot to me. So thank you very much. If you'd like to reach out to me, maybe you've got a cool guest idea or some general feedback about the show, you can do that on social media or hit me up at justchillpodcasting at gmail.com. While you're doing that, let me know if you have interest in one of these Holofoil stickers with the show's logo, and I will send you one free of charge. Woo! That's all the, the hard part out there. Um, <laughs> as I mentioned, uh, it's been a while. It's been about a month since we put up a new episode, even longer, I, I think, since I've recorded one. I did get COVID for a second time with my youngest son, so that was a large part of it. Plus, I went to the cottage for a bit pre-COVID, so, you know, it's been summer vibes a little bit, but I could not be more excited about my guest um, although before I enter him, I did want to say I will be at Yuck Yucks on August 10th, which I believe is a Wednesday for the Mike McDonald summer comedy competition. So if you want to see me come sing some silly songs, then I would really appreciate the support. Now back to the guest that I have already alluded to a very, very funny man. Speaking of competitions, he is a serious top comic winner. Oh yeah. Speaking of Yuck Yucks, Ottawa, he just co-headlined a weekend of shows there with his equally hilarious wife, Julia Latkowitz. Nailed it. I did have to write yeah. down phonetically, <laughs> and I felt a little bad about that until I realized that was the name of one of her albums. Latkowitz. Yeah, yeah, so that, that took the pressure off a bit. Anyways, yeah. it's Matt O'Brien. Hello. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for saying equally as well. She's especially going to enjoy that part. <laughs> equally hilarious. Well, I, I find you course. both very funny. Thank you very much. No, it's great to be here. Thanks so much for having me. Great radio cadence on that. That's, oh, really? Uh, what Thank an you. intro. God, this Thank is you, prof man. already professional as hell. No uhs, no ahs. You know That's because I, mean? I speed through it i always feel like i'm they're gonna hear my <gasps> breath in between yeah, yeah, but, yeah. yeah. No. it's easier to just get it out not to get in your head or anything no i'm this, always in my own head it's fine. so far so good <laughs> we'll can only go downhill from here um yeah so i actually first wanted to ask you well you know what first let's talk about you guys recording your album because that's very recent i did want to yeah. not miss that was this a co like were you both on stage at the same time or are you doing sort of a double yeah. album Number one question everyone asks, uh, it, the fact that being married to a comedian, everyone always, always asks that. They're like, you on the stage at the same time? You like razzing each other? Like, you know, some old... <laughs> it would be, uh, yeah. you know. People want that though. And honestly, we might start doing that. Like even last night at, at our show, they're like, what are you going to do 20 minutes each? And then you're going to go on stage at the same time and do like a and a I'm like, would you want that? <laughs> and like a lot of audience members are like, yeah, we'd love to talk to you. So no, uh, our albums were separate. We did 30 minutes each kind of thing. And... Uh, which is crazy. We like we were we were gonna do like a forty five minute hour album, but we're like we're just throwing this on SiriusXM just to make some extra money kind of thing, and uh, so we'll just do an extra thirty minutes. So they won't each. be released as like a cohesive thing. It'll be like individual together. albums. Kind okay, of thing. okay, cool. But that's the thing; it doesn't matter because we don't we don't make money from album sales. We only make money from uh, like royalties on satellite radio, which is oh, the only reason we're doing it. So we'll pull tracks, random tracks from it. We have to release it in as an album, but we don't care about that. Yeah, oh, interesting. So, but we'll we'll throw it an out exposure there. of any kind is always good. You know, yeah, who might just, hear it. It's fun to do an album and get artwork and have fun with it, kind of thing. But it's um, 
Yeah, it's it, it it turned out really well. It was which is crazy because this this album was created. Uh, my material was created over Zoom, basically over the pandemic. Oh wow! So it's I was thinking about that when I was like hashing out this set. I was like, oh yeah, I started doing these jokes on Zoom. And when, it was like, the first time kind of doing a lot of them in front of a, a large audience? Yeah, well, I eventually things opened up in L.A. and I was doing it down there, which is also crazy to me. So I'm, like, so I'm like, this is the product of material created on Zoom and in L.A. and I'm recording it in Canada. So it's it was weird. I'm glad to hear but, it went well, though. It Comedy went well. Bar, right? Comedy Bar, yeah. Just the, the cabaret space. Them. Yeah, best venue in Canada, I, I think. Absolutely. Also, a lot of Americans think it's the best venue in North America. I don't know. But it's right uh, it's very, very, it's, it's the best. It's just a great crew of people, great rooms. I don't even work there. They're paying me zero dollars to say all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. No, yeah. it's a very well-respected establishment. It's fantastic. My dad and I were actually talking about how uh, the couples on stage thing was a little more prominent back in the heyday of Hollywood. You know, like you mentioned Ben Stiller's dad and his wife as well. Yeah. They were, uh, George Burns. and uh, That was the uh, other one my dad brought up. And yeah. Was yeah. Uh, uh, Burns and Allen. That's Gracie right. Gracie Allen. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and Stiller and Mira. And there's people yeah, like exactly. um, Natasha Leggero and Moshe Kasher. I was going to say, they're, they're the ones bringing it back kind of thing. They do it in like more of, of a podcast thing, usually, I believe. I or, think so. They also do like couples uh, advice kind of thing, mm. which is interesting. But uh, yeah, we, we should try it out. We hosted a comedy show in LA at a bar where we hosted it together and people enjoyed that. I mean, I think that you guys are obviously in love and I think that that chemistry is, is palpable for an audience, you know, and, and an yeah. enjoyable thing to hitch on to. People are just fascinated that two comedians are, are married, especially. And that it's like it's not crumbled. Not <laughs> yeah, it is working somehow. Even though I'm just like, we, we always look at each other. And we're like, can't, why can't one of us have a normal job for God's <laughs> sake? Why can't one of us be an accountant or something? But it's uh, no, it's great. It's we're, worked out beautifully. We're making it work. So. All right, well, and you guys have a podcast together now, right? We do a podcast literally called Is This What You Want? Because people <laughs> wanted some, us to do something together. We're like, fine, is this what you want? Kind of thing. Oh, like, I thought it was more in reference to just like how many podcasts are out there now. And like, yeah, you know. kind of. It's just a blanket thing. And also like trying to figure out what the hell to do with trends and TikTok and like everything. Oh it's God. like, well, what the hell do people want? I don't even know what people want anymore. And as we get older, like we're not that old, but it's like, we try to, <laughs> you feel like you're losing touch about what people want. Oh, I'm right there. Want, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, so, and it's not only that, like, I don't know how to do the TikTok or, or be super amazing on Instagram, but I also don't fucking care. Like on a base level, I'm like, oh, it's just not worth <laughs> yeah, the energy. I don't I, have that. Honestly, the same way. I'm just like, I actually don't care anymore. Like when Vine came out, I cared about that. Yeah, I oh, really, that was our TikTok. Yeah. I tried. And then when it got de deleted, and I'm like, I had like 50,000 followers on it. I'm like, oh, they're just all gone. All that work is just What's gone. What's to stop that from happening again? That's you know? the yeah. same. So I've been burned once. Yeah. And I, <laughs> Fool I me once kind of thing. can't have it happen to me again. So. I was wondering, actually, if you had pivoted to more of the social media thing, because when I was on your website, it was like tour dates, tour dates, tour dates, then March 2020, nothing. Further. Yeah. Also, I stopped caring about my, my website. I'm like deleting that whole thing. I'm like, oh, no, yeah? one, no one goes to a fucking website anymore. It's true. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of thinking that. I was, it was a very nice website, but yeah. they are kind of a dated idea in a lot of yeah. ways, at least for comedy. I know. It, well, it's interesting because you did see it. So someone's going to it. But I, um, yeah, I'm going to delete that, I think. I mean... There's the argument that it doesn't do any harm leaving it up. It doesn't do any harm, but it's I'm getting a lot of spam, a lot of like uh, okay, just more uh, of a hassle. Yeah, <laughs> so it's just it's just annoying. But okay, well, I wanted to start right at the beginning of your life because maybe this was just a 1985. Bit. <laughs> it was a blustery March day. Are you born in '85? I am. Oh, same year. Oh shit. I'm December though. Yeah. Well, here we are. Right on. Okay. I didn't <laughs> we know we were the same age. I was wondering. <laughs> 
Um, so I, I don't know if this is a bit or not, but I saw something you did on stage where you said that you grew up on a goat farm. Is this, I did. This is actually real. Okay. 100%. Yeah. Um, so what is the journey from the goat farm to the comedy stage? Long and weird. I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, from age nine until 18, I was on a goat farm outside of London, Ontario, in a town called Thorndale. Oh, wow. And, uh, and yeah, and then we moved there to Peterborough, Ontario. And then I, I like literally like left my high school school graduation in London. My parents were like, get in the van. We're going to Peterborough. I'm like, I don't want to go. <laughs> like I couldn't not go with them. And then so I had to go to Peterborough. And then from there, I'm like, I didn't know what the hell I was doing with my life. And then I went to college in Oshawa, mm. uh, Ontario. Toronto, right? yeah, yeah, terrible town. But um <laughs> Yeah, terrible. I mean, they know. Like the nickname for that town is the Dirty Schwa, is what mm. locals will call it. Like it's the only town I've been to where just everyone's just like, "Yeah, we're pieces of shit. We love it here, and we're pieces of shit." And because it's just like a big, like, like there's, there's a GM factory there, so a bunch of auto workers are there. I worked at a Red Lobster there for a bit, so I saw like the real under kind of yeah, very blue collar. And, uh, and you I, were coming from a farm, so you... yeah. And it was still like honestly, the first time I moved to a city, and I was like, oh my god, I can walk to a McDonald's. Like that blew my mind. <laughs> it was the little things that really like it excited must be quite me. The transition. It really. was a crazy transition. And you guys had only goats. <clears throat> we had no. We had goats, chickens, horses, ducks, pigs, and we had peacocks at one time. So what makes it a goat farm then? Because <laughs> the goats outnumbered them all. Okay, they were the we most had, prominent species. Yeah, we had like forty goats. The cats were getting up there. We had, we'd had like 30 barn Cat cats. Farm at one sounds point. weird, though. So it was like a battle of the cats and goats. Like, who's going to outbreed the other ones? But it was... But it was cat farm, that sounds... Cat like. farm, you can't sell on paper. No. That's, uh, you're not, no one wants to come to a cat farm. Sounds like an illegitimate cover business for like a meth... Yeah, <laughs> come to my uh, or, uh, yeah, cat farm, yeah. Um, <laughs> and was there a good goat, the greatest goat of all time? There was. They were all pretty good. I mean, <laughs> they were all very nice goats. Um, just a hilarious upbringing, too. It's just, uh, you don't... Like, that's the thing. I think back, I'm like, man, if I had TikTok back then, I'd be like blowing up. <laughs> Just like taking videos of what the stupid shit that goats do. Like, it's... Uh, they're pretty entertaining. They're pretty entertaining. And the worst part about living on a goat farm, I loved it, but I got bullied in high school. People called me goat fucker. <laughs> For no reason. Like say goat boy or something. <laughs> I goat wish it was mother. goat boy. But I remember because my sister, I was going into high school and my sister was like, heads up. People have been calling me goat fucker for no reason. Just because I live on a goat. Uh, and I'm like, but did you fuck a goat? I'm like, she didn't. But um, so I get to high school and all the seniors are like, hey, this is goat fucker now. <laughs> goat fucker junior. Yeah. And I'm like, but I don't <laughs> like give me a break. And then so like all through high school, it wasn't like in tense but like once every couple of months some shithead would come up and be like uh, goat fucker and i'd just be like no and then it would pretty stop. bad on, yeah. the, on the spectrum of nicknames it's pretty shitty yeah it, it definitely stuck for a little bit around grade 12 it faded out but it really stuck with me and i remember just being like but goats are hilarious <laughs> like why, why would i fuck one? why would i fuck one why are you making fun of me for this like if maybe you should hang out with these goats they're fun i was gonna say uh, probably a lot of uh, uh the ladies might have liked to pet some baby goats that's what i mean farm. yeah i mean first time i brought my high Why school girlfriend the ladies? Up, i would ladies. love to go yeah, pet baby goats. dude it's fun <laughs> yeah but it was yeah that was a weird backfire that i never could have predicted <laughs> i'm glad you shared it here that's i know i thought i was just an through. interesting farm boy but no these city kids i tell you they're they're ruthless 
Just so does that ever happen if you ever go back to town? Someone's just like, hey, go fuck her. Now that I've somewhat <laughs> made it in the entertainment industry, it's no. No, no. I actually got a message from one of the main guys that used to bully me. And because uh, I was on this show, Odd Squad, which <laughs> yes, is like, yes, I read about this. And kids it's like love a kid it. Show, yeah. But they, it's so popular, I had no idea. And he direct messaged me. He goes, hey, man, I hope you're well. My kid saw you in Odd Squad. He's a huge fan of yours. I'm proud of you, man. And I'm thinking back, I'm like, Fuck you. Like, yeah, yeah. He used to be a huge piece of shit to me. <laughs> oh, I'm great. I get to entertain your stupid kid. But so, oh, I didn't, so he didn't say like, sorry about the goat fucker stuff. No, it's like almost like he blocked it out. It, or, or he was trying to just imply it. Like this maybe. nice message yeah. means that I'm not that guy anymore. It would have been funny if he was like, hey, goat fucker, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> that then I'd be like, that's funny. Or, or the other way around. He says all that stuff. And then he's just like, my son, goat fucker, really <laughs> loves your I show. named my son after you. <laughs> Did a total 180 there. He loves you. So I gathered, maybe, correct me if I'm wrong, that you got into comedy around 2008. 2007. Okay, close. Technically, it's hard to say. It's like it, uh, it when do you say you started? Cuz I did I did one set and then I didn't do another set for like 6 months. That's me still. Yeah. But, <laughs> but then I would do sets like every couple of months cuz I would drive from Oshawa to Toronto, which is like a 45 minute drive, and just go like hang out at the back of shows and try to figure out how the hell. Mm. Cuz it wasn't like a lot of social media back then, so you kind of had to actually physically go to these places and talk to people and figure out how Soak to work it this. In, yeah. And uh then I was finally like, yeah, I'm going to move to Toronto and do this. And then and then that was like 2008, eight, 2007 kind of thing. And it was right away after you had a few good sets, you kind of just <clears throat> yeah. got addicted. Yeah, I did amateur night at Yuck Yucks. And in my head, I'm like, I killed. And then I looked back at the recording and I fucking bombed big <laughs> time. But I was just so into it. I was just like, I have, yeah, I finally realized what the hell I want to do with my life. Because at the time I was in journalism uh, school. Okay. And I was like, do I want to work in broadcast or whatever? And I was also interning at MTV Canada. Oh, nice. So I was like kind of in Toronto already. And um, I was going to say, because I noticed later years, uh, 2011, I say, is the earliest I saw you were starting to do a lot of stuff with much. Yeah. Uh, was that, I'm guessing, an extension of the MTV stuff or? Kind of. My The way I got in with much music is actually crazy. It's, uh, I was still in journalism and we took a tour of the much music building. And I'd done stand-up twice, I think. And like a big cheese, I got business cards made. I, did I had a MySpace. Well. <laughs> I did everything already. Like out of the gate, I'm like, I'm a comedian. And like, uh, Dane Cook, call me now. I'm ready. Seriously, it's, it, it, was, it was a bit real. I wish I was that ballsy still. But I was in the audience for um, Much On Demand. And the host, Matt Babel, I gave my business card. I said, hey, Matt Babel. I was like, I'm a comedian. I'd love to do video on trial someday. And he goes, well, the producer's right here. You can talk to him oh, right shit. here. And then so the producer started talking to me. He's like, do you have any videos? I'm like, yeah, my MySpace, my one video of my second stand-up set. And then he watched it. He goes, that's pretty good. He's like, we filmed this Saturday. Come on in. No way. And I literally booked, which at the time, Video on Trial was like one of the biggest shows on TV. Yeah, I remember it even in much earlier years. Yeah, and, uh, and then I just got in. And so cool. to the to the chagrin of all the comedians in the city who've been clamoring to get on that show, like so many comics came up to me and they're like, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't know how I got on this. You know, it just works out that way sometimes. You've got to right? be bold. Right place, right time. Yeah, and... especially like in your early days. I mean, and I'm still trying to to keep that boldness going like it just it's just asking for things and then you sometimes you get it if you don't get it who cares you gotta yeah. keep going yeah. like so it's just it's just being bold and you it also uh 
noticed that so many other funny comedians came from video on trial, or at least had some roots there. Like Lauren Ash was in a lot of the videos. Yeah, and Deb DiGiovanni is a good friend of mine, and Darren Rose, Darren and Eddie Rose Del Sepe uh, is a good D. friend. Yeah, it's they they all just kind of Ron Jostle too. It's like everyone that came out of that became something kind of thing. But at that point, much music was just much, and it was starting to take. I think they had sold off to Bell or something. Right? Yeah, not really playing music videos. They anymore. weren't playing music videos, and then uh, everything started just falling apart from the inside kind of thing. And then they signed me on as a creator, which is like a digital creator kind of thing in their Making creator shorts program. And stuff. Making shorts because they saw me on Vine of all places. And then they were like, you can come in and use any of our studios to film anything you want. Kind oh, of right. thing. And I was like, fuck, this is great. But <laughs> then it was cool. But then you get in there and you're like, oh, they're empty because no one works here anymore. This is uh, like the empty shell of what used to be. It was really weird. But I had a couple good years, and they threw me on red carpets and stuff, and I interviewed people. Oh, you like, did a lot of Man on the Street stuff in, like, 2016. <clears throat> there was a few I saw where you were crashing this or that. Yeah, they threw me into TIFF and stuff like that. and the like Santa Claus Parade. Santa Claus Parade, yeah. And that was, like, right before I left uh, for L.A., too. And I was like, should I leave? Like, this is going pretty well yeah, up here. I'm pretty a sweet gig, yeah. I honestly had, like, a real comfortable career up here. So it's kind of psycho to think, be like, yeah, let's fuck all that up and start again. Well, there is sort of a a known vibe of people talking about how Canada has sort of like a ceiling. That's what I hit each. And then it's like, yeah. you either enjoy that and, and be okay with that. Or you have to go to the States at that point. That's, and that's exactly what or happened. The UK potentially. Or, yeah. You know. And, and I felt that too. And I'm like, I don't want to fizzle out. Like I, mm. my biggest fear was, and I talked to so many comics, they're like, Oh, I wish I went to LA, but now I'm 60 and I have four kids and I can't. And like, they're like, do it now. It was like ghosts of Christmas past. Give like the college like, try at least. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and, and yeah, you I, were married at the time already. You yes, married March of 2016. Yes, Did I do my research. Yeah, oh my god, you really <laughs> nailed it. What are you, Nardwar? Jesus, yeah. oh, I'm trying my yeah. best. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you guys were married when you moved down there, yeah. and was she in the same boat at the same time, having like a lot of success? She, same I mean, thing, Julie, of course. Yeah, she also because yeah, we both had done just for laughs a whole bunch, and like we were doing commercials, and we were trying to crack into TV, but it was mostly Americans booking all the roles. Mm that we were up for. They would f swoop in from America because America, Canadians worship Americans. They're like, oh, I can't believe an American came all the way up here for little old us. Yeah. So we, we kept seeing that and we were like, it's the same thing. She's like, yeah, let's, let's shake it up and give it a shot. And it is amazing how much more respect you get as a, an entertainer when they're like, Oh, you're in from LA. Oh my God. Like oh, really? yeah, I, I could be living in a shed down there, but like, Oh, he's killing it down there. He, I'm not by the way, but well, you're still down there years later. So you must be doing okay. I'm doing fine. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's going well. Thank well, I God. saw both of you guys on Conan giving high fives, post coital high fives to yeah. your cat under the bed. <laughs> yeah. That was a real highlight. That was crazy. What um, year would that have been? That was our second year in LA, I think. So okay. yeah, that was 17 or something. probably three or four years ago, but uh, a friend of ours, Levi McDougal, is one of the writers there, and he's a Canadian fella. Uh, Canadian fella. Um, can't believe I said it that way. But yeah, it's uh, he would just call us out of the blue and be like, do you want to be in a sketch in Conan? And we're like, yeah, of course. Like, we're around. So we did it a few times. He wrote us into sketches. And I'm assuming you were probably a massive fan of Conan already. I'm an enormous fan. Okay, I, you have a similar kooky energy. Yeah, that. he's absolutely like one of my number one influences same for here. sure. Yeah. It's and, and Just as a host, he's such a great host. As a host and just, I just, I look at his career and I'm like, that's the career I want. That's mm -hmm. exactly the show I would do. And, uh, and I, that was my number one goal to do stand up on Conan. So like now that it's not a show, like 
I, I was like in contact with a booker and I was like kind of working on things, but at least I got to do sketch on it, which is Potentially you could get on his podcast one day. You know? Oh my God. Yeah, it would be insane. But you did um, get to meet him during that experience though? Yeah, we met, we met a few times and cool. uh, it's also his head writer's name is Matt O'Brien. I saw that on IMDb. So I when finally I was met him, him, and I see him. We both we both know we, what each other look like, and when we, were, we saw each other, we're like, "There he is," because at one point our IMDb's were the same page. Oh, so it just got muddy together. Because it got muddy together, yeah. and 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 it used to say uh, head writer for Conan. He used to write for SNL, Brooklyn Nine Nine. Then it would be like video on trial, and then just for laughs, and like all my credits would yeah. come in. So one time I got booked on a gig in a small town in Ontario and I showed up and the booker's like, wow, I can't believe we got the head writer for Conan. <laughs> I'm like, yep, like, yeah, that's me. Please give me the check now. Yeah. <laughs> no further questions. <laughs> oh man, that's hilarious. Um, I also wanted to talk to you. Actually, I did not want to forget to talk to you about you did a talk show of your own. Yeah. Late night talk show on a subway. That's right. And you did this about two years on and off, 2014 yeah. to 2016. Like, I'm tw- hoping you're going to bring it back. Me now too. COVID's changing, easing yeah. up a bit, you know. Um, I don't know if you saw these, Dad, but he was actually just hosting a little... I mean, you didn't do full length. No, they were like show. four They're or like, five minute episodes. And I had Scott Thompson from Kids in the Hall. Yeah, and, I had some pretty pretty decent... Ennis Esmer was on it. And, the uh, one with all the comedians was hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was a real I was, that was a real risk. But it was just a stupid thing because like, yeah, Canada doesn't have a talk show. So I was like, I'll make my own, but I don't have a set. And then I was sitting on the subway with a friend and I was like, these seats kind of look like a talk show. And then, <laughs> yeah, and then it would do it. And it's funny how like... It wasn't, it was guerrilla style, so I didn't get any permits or anything. And like, oh, okay. anytime the TTC people would see me, they'd see me like miking up, putting a blazer on with a camera guy. And they'd always be like, You're not going to film anything, are you? And we'd be like, No. You're still better than the <laughs> random homeless guy pissing in the corner. That's you know? what I think. And I, I could see in their faces, they're like, The amount of paperwork and calls yeah. I would have to make versus whatever the fuck you're doing. Like, just do it and don't. Just do it quietly. And I saw the credits you had, like lighting provided by the TTC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it was it was really fun, and like people really enjoyed it. And, uh, and yeah. a legit intro too. It looked very professional. Yeah, my buddy Dave Dunville, who's who now works for um, God, he works for like a big Technicolor uh, company, like a big production company. But he has all this amazing equipment, and he would uh, I used to work with him when I worked at Apple, and he has like these crazy expensive cameras and he's like i don't know i'm a camera guy i have nothing to film i'm not creative and he's like you be the guy tell me what to film and i'd be like the subway talk show let's do this right and he'd be on board with it yeah well you got to get the right guy for that yeah he was great <laughs> he was great be he's the best get that concept yeah i really hope you bring it back man yeah um sometimes i throw to my dad see if he's got a question for the guest i you, had, you told me you had a couple right? <laughs> it'd be great if he's like not one <laughs> it's happened once or twice. <laughs> I, i've actually got i had two now I've got three. Holy it's also shit. when I turn my vape on and check yeah. my notes. <laughs> the first question is the easiest of all. You know, did you eat the peacocks? No, we didn't. We thought about it. I mean, we definitely looked it up, and there's not a lot of meat on those things. Oh. That's the thing. All feathers. <laughs> um, yeah, they're all. We did collect the feathers, and we People sold. eat the eggs, don't they? Hey, do they? I mean, you can eat any eggs I think out there, I think. Movie. But um, yeah, we we know they mostly just walked around our property and just didn't bother anything. That's the thing with peacocks. They're low maintenance. They just <laughs> kind of wander around. The thing, I was, I was watching some of your stuff, again, 15, 16-ish, uh, a lot of your green screen stuff and all that. But there's this guy. And he was in Adam Duritz's Bargain Land. Yeah. And another place, I think he was called Rodrigo. Rodrigo Fernandez Stoll. Right. Yeah. So why does he have a panda head tattooed on his arm? 
You know, I've been very good friends with him for so long, and I've never asked. Mm. I I think he just likes it. Oh, man, I should text. I was him really hoping him. to get the answer. That's me too. Me. God, why don't I know you that? Can we get back to you if you text him quick or no? Oh, I should right now, actually. Yeah, uh, I got another easy question for you. Anyways, yes. I wanted to I wanted to say you have fantastic teeth. Oh Jesus, thank you. I noticed that. I don't know. Did you notice that in the video? Hollywood well? teeth. Right? Well, this is what I was going to ask. Are, is this a product of the move to LA, or did you always just have great oral hygiene? No, I just like my teeth. I okay. don't know. I, I lifetime flosser. Yeah, I I had pretty good dental benefits up here, and I really took <laughs> took advantage of it. So. Stocked up before good you genetics. Um, yeah, and I I mean I my bottom teeth are a, a, a crooked old chiclets, but because I can my parents can only afford braces on the top. But I'm like, I told him, I'm like, I don't care. Those are the, those are the show, the yeah, showman. Yeah. The smiley. The, yeah. The smiley boys. <laughs> um, I'm on a podcast and <laughs> asking why you have a panda tattoo. I wanted to say just to, while you're doing that to uh, my audience, if you want to check out some of his specials, they both have hilarious names. The ones I wrote down here live in a basement in front of 20 people and yeah. subsequently live in a comedy club in front of 150 people. Yes, both are true. <laughs> I'm, I'm guessing the next one will be live in front of 300 people in a theater or that or a thousand maybe was the plan until I did it in not that many people. I was, yeah, I was going to keep it going and I was like, ah, I thought it would create more of a buzz. I thought more people would be like, this is cool. <laughs> but no one, I felt like no one really gave a shit. So I was like, nah, I don't know. I, I might, maybe if I do do a theater, I'll, I'll name it something like that. But do, 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 I caught <laughs> do that. Do I, I caught that as well. Uh, yeah, that was, I don't know why I went for that <laughs> super low hanging child. Fruit. We were just talking to my five-year-old son about your skit, uh, yep. featuring poo poo. As you do. <laughs> Dude, I've, we've watched that so many times this week. We should add, uh, bring up all your green screen stuff because you are a master of the green screen. Oh, thank you. When did you first start dabbling in green screen? And before we do, actually, yeah, I wanted to give you, I probably got crazy head here, the opportunity to oh my uh, God. post-production if you want to add some stuff to, to this hat. Yes. And uh, yeah, um, but when did you first start fucking around with green screens? I mean, and I wanted to know if you had a, uh, a favorite skit that you've done. Tip, tip the hat down, Ollie. I oh, think. is it? Oh, I got it. I got the, the front. I'll, I'll wear it like full on like that. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Like Here's a, okay. Like a goat farmer. Before I answer that, Rodrigo yeah, just got farmer. back to me. He said, when I was in my early 20s, everyone said I reminded them of a, of a panda. <laughs> so it was an excuse to get a tattoo. Uh, nice, simple, uh, you know, straightforward answer. Yeah. That's, no mystery uh, there at all, really. I, I'm shocked. I've known this guy over 10 years, and I was shocked that it took me this long to ask him that. Um, I started green screening. Yeah. Uh, oh, God. Was it almost 10 years ago? I just... I've always been fascinated about the process i like even like watching like the weather i'm just like how are they doing that how do they do that what how do you what how is the process and i always thought it was so complicated and then when i finally got final cut pro and then i realized you just drag and drop a keyer in there just to key out you're that color clean uh edits though where you're like riding your dog with your legs split, yeah you know, like it doesn't look but it's all like trial and error. It's all just learning and learning how the lighting and how to do it properly. And it's just me fucking up and, and fixing it uh, and just hours and hours and hours of work. It's it's it's, but crazy. it's enjoyable for you. Yeah, I really genuinely enjoy it because I growing up, I always wanted to make videos. But video cameras, you know, back in the 80s when we were kids, yeah. impossible Cam to get and shit, camcorders yeah. and then the tape and you got to buy the editing deck and you got to do everything. So then finally, yeah, when iPhones started to get beefy and then uh, I, I got the editing software, I was like, I, I can do this now. Finally, I can do this. So it's just something I just genuinely enjoyed. And 
especially when like the pandemic kicked in too and I lost all of my gigs and yeah. all of my work and then they're like live shows are gone forever like I'm like well this is all I have you can throw yourself into it fully, yeah. yeah and I just went into it real hard and that's, I'm glad you did I've yeah. <laughs> gotten some huge cut laughs from yours and Julie's Thanks. videos and some of your joint videos as yeah. well you know? anyone who hasn't seen their stuff your socials will come up at the beginning of the episode but I'll put Julia's up too if yeah you want. that'd be great because uh, I think everyone should check out their Instagram pages their YouTube if you want a good laugh yeah uh, some really, I don't know how to describe your humor. Very uh, kooky, I would say zany. Yeah, kind kooky, of, zany, uh, goofy, stupid. Yeah, non-secular uh, kind of yeah. silliness. I love it, though. Just desperately trying not to be hacky or I don't know. I just want to make something that you're like, wow, I've never seen that before. Yeah. Kind of thing. So so still staying with these because yes. you know, my wife and I were watching them and she had a question. She said, like, the videos are very creative and slash playful, yeah. which is nice, right? And she was wondering about, did, do you have a methodology or a process to be this creative, or do they just spring unbidden from within? <laughs> That's very poetic. Um, yeah, they, I would say springing is the way it happens. I And I've told my wife this, too. I'm like, I think of an idea, and I immediately act on it. I don't hesitate, and it helps that now... Like I live in a house with, I have a room that's a green screen room. So I'm like, I think of an idea. I'm like, shit, I'll do that right now. I go in there. Everything's all set up. I do it. And then I get cracking. I edit it. And my wife will see me editing and I'm, I'm obsessive over it. Like I won't eat. I won't do anything. I'll forget to eat. I'll just like, so it's I'll edit. In. Yeah. I'll be like editing for like 10 hours. And she's like, you gotta step away for a second. And I'll be like, I can't, like I'm obsessed over it kind of thing. But it does, it really does spring. And then there are days where I feel like I'm I'm like, oh, I haven't released a video in a while. I just haven't thought of anything. But I I'm I'm patient and I'm like, it'll come to me, I'm sure. I'll go for a run, I'll meditate, I'll do something. And do you still have, I need to know, an anonymous relationship with your upstairs neighbor, or have you actually kind of that was, say hi and all No, that? that was all completely fake. Oh, was it? Okay. hundred uh, percent. Uh, <laughs> I did film that first neighbor video in an actual apartment, and that was just like a fantasy of mine. I was like, oh, I wish I could, could, hijack, the could hijack their Bluetooth speaker. And then I was like, I wonder if I can edit the audio to make it sound like it's next door. It's and then muffled. And it's yeah, muffled. Yeah. So I, I tinkered around with it. And then, yeah, 19 million people on TikTok believed it. And, and that was like, I totally thought it was genuine. Everyone yeah. thought it was real, which was crazy. And then, yeah, I, I made follow-ups and everyone was just like, you got to see these names. Like everyone just kept believing it. <laughs> Whatever works. Yeah. Out of like tens of thousands of comments, there were maybe, maybe honestly one person that was like, this is not real. And I'd be like, you nailed it. You, it's not. But nobody, nobody, nobody else would believe me. I'd even tell people it's not real. And they'd be like, no, 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 it's real. And, and, <laughs> Ju and Julia even worked that into her act. I saw a bit she did, and she's talking about how you manned up one night, went out and told them <laughs> off, and that was like the <laughs> best sex ever. That, you know? <laughs> that story is true. There, we used to live above an old man that would like have these like cottage parties in his apartment. He'd be bl blasting like patio lanterns at like three in the morning. <laughs> Shout out to Kim Mitchell, past, yeah. uh, past guest of the show. <laughs> oh, yeah. Was he actually? Yeah. Well, via Zoom, but yeah. Oh my God. Jesus. What a connection. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I did yell at this man and she heard me and she was like, it was the hottest thing ever. And it was, so that, so that was mister. true. That was, we just, 
it's we've had issue with noise and like me growing up on a farm, going back to farm, like I'm used to complete silence. So living mm. in a city, when I hear these crazy noises or I hear people being somewhat disrespectful to other people's surroundings, I'm just I can't handle it. And Julia's very sound sensitive as well. So are we nightmare neighbors? Maybe. But we're quiet as hell. Like that's the mm. thing. We're respectful and we just want other other people to be respectful too. So that, that's decent. Yeah, I, I also think, would have thought that goats would have been super loud and chickens and all that. But the I guess, peacocks were the loudest ones. Yeah, yeah, that, fair. That, ah, like every morning, it's sounding like crazy. Yeah, you're spring. just like yeah. Jesus. What jungle part of Jurassic? But it's Park a different kind of noise. Yeah, but just like yeah, the city noise and everything, and like bass. Oh, I hate bass. Yeah, well, just like through a wall, especially like, when you're stopped at a light and somebody's just like, oh, I hate that. Yeah, yeah. the rattling car next to you. So. Were you, um, did you feel the same about privacy when you moved from the farm to the city? Yeah, it's yeah, just it was claustrophobia just and sort jarring. Of like, yeah, I did find it exciting. I remember the first time I found out like Toronto had a subway. I had no idea, like it's not a subway sandwiches, but an actual like <laughs> <laughs> like an actual subway train. I was like, oh my god, you can zip around underground. I can't believe this, but. Yeah, just being around that many people was crazy to me and always just being like aware of what you look like or where you're looking. Mm. Like when I first moved to Toronto, I remember I would like look people in the eyes and I, I was didn't know I was doing it until people would be like, what the fuck are you looking at? <laughs> and I'm like, oh, just people. I'm just looking at other humans that are live in the same city. I'm sorry, I stopped. So then I started just staring at my feet and walking around. Oh, it must be surreal at first. It yeah. was weird, it's yeah. It's like I only see this many people in movies. Yeah, exactly. But you've you've adjusted at this point. Now you're in L.A. It must be the exact opposite. Even more busy than you were. It is and it isn't. L.A. I mean, they the they nickname it the loneliest, biggest city in the world because you're in your car. You're not really walking or you're not really close to a lot of people. Until not like New York or something. not like New York yeah. or anything. But yeah, you're until you're in restaurants and bars and stuff like that. But it is. Uh, it can be weird because you have to actively. You still have to actively go out and see people in LA because everyone drives everywhere and yeah. everyone kind of lives so far away and everything. That's like even driving here. Like it took me 20 minutes. I'm like, nor I think normal people would be like, Oh my God, 20 minutes. But I'm like LA, I'm like driving 45 minutes anywhere. It's pretty standard. So I'm just like, yeah. who cares? 20 minutes ain't so bad. 20 minutes ain't nothing. I was usually offered to pick people up if they don't have a ride. Oh, that's nice. Like that, no, but, no. Um, I, you guys got a dog, that dog we were talking about, Shangela, Shangela. named after the famous drag queen. Absolutely. Um, Almost a year ago, so I wanted to ask you what have been the pros and the cons of owning this little pup so far. Oh my God! Uh, I mean, Maybe the there are no cons. <clears throat> well, know. the pros are are yeah, I, I'm deeply in love with this dog. I had clearly, <laughs> yeah, I clearly had have or had like emotional issues because like I am crazy about this fucking dog. I worry about her all the time. You understand the people who are like, this is my child. Yes, and I can't. But that's I'm like, I'm like, what would I be like with a human baby? Like I'd be going crazy. And it's the it's just it's just very nice to have something to take care of. Like you have dogs too. Yeah, like yeah. It's just like like Julia was uh, in Joshua Tree with the dog for like five days, and I was at home alone. I'm like I'm like what the fuck do I take care of? Like I, I have like nothing. Your security blanket. Yeah, I'm just yeah. like I, I I like walking her in the morning. I like having these little routines. Also, she's small enough to travel. Like we just put her in a bag under the seat, and she travels with us no problem. <laughs> like just you know. You don't have to like declare that or you just like kind of doing all we give like her vet information and her vaccines oh, okay. and all that but yeah she's small enough that she just fits in a bag and it's just a little carry-on kind of thing she doesn't have to be uh designated as a, like a support dog or something no like not at all doesn't matter. as long as she's in her little bag and she Where just passes it? out immediately so she's getting really she's getting better 
Um, I would have assumed you needed like a permit. Just like, what if the person next to you has an allergy to dogs or something like that? You know? Yeah. No, they're <laughs> real loosey goosey with it. Also, you no one would know it was a dog in a bag until they went in there. Kind True. Of thing. Yeah. Yeah. She really shuts down. But uh, cons, huh? I mean, yeah, the cons are like constantly worrying about her. I'm a fucking huge worry. She worry. seems like a good dog, born to be. She a She is a good dog, but she's a street dog. She's a rescue, so she's like mm. been on the street and like she she did get out once. Like we were playing with her in the backyard, and then she got out to the street and started sprinting around the neighborhood. And she's so fucking fast. Oh, man. And I'm like running and like crying. I'm like so get delicate back here. though if something happens. Oh my right? god! Yeah. And there was like cars like zooming by her, and I was like throwing my body in front of cars. And like, finally I got her. I'm like holding her and like crying. I'm like, oh my God, I almost saw you die. It was just just a fucking mess. And I told my wife, I'm like, I will not be able to handle this dog dying when she eventually... And it's I'm not like, easy, man. I, I told her, I'm like, I'm like, I'm sinking my death up with the dog. So you, we got about <laughs> 10 to 11 years left of me. And then the vet's going to inject us both with the, the oh, serum. Man. <laughs> like, I don't, yeah, I don't blame you. It's, it's rough. Yeah. Have you, have you had an animal that you lost in the past? That's the thing. So many on a farm, uh, you you're, it's just... nothing but animal death. You're, you're tripping over dead animal bodies out there. And then cooking them up sometimes. And then cooking them up sometimes. But I, it's different because it was like my parents buying them and they were the sole owners. And of course, I love these animals, but I'm just like, you almost get desensitized to animal death because you're just like, these are going to fucking die. Like, mm. and then, But then when it's yours and it's your sole thing, I'm just like, fuck, I don't want this thing to, yeah. anything to happen to this thing. Man. It's crazy. Oh. That's I, I don't know what to tell you. It's gonna happen. It sucks. <laughs> I know. Well, my one dog died last. Uh, oh not God! Not the Christmas that just passed, but the year before that. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, and uh, I'm also envious of you when you're like, hmm, cons, because I have just this psychopath dog you met upstairs. Yeah, we love her. Don't get me wrong, and, and we've come a long way as well. But uh, we had to postpone a trip once because the person we we left her with was like could not handle Couldn't it within do it. 30 minutes. She had already pissed on the floor and like escaped from the house. And oh shit. I tra- uh, chased her into traffic, like just on baseline here once. Yeah. And we both almost got hit by a car. God damn. She was a, a puppy at the time, but she's half husky, half uh, pit bull. So she's a yeah. pit ski, they call it. And Jeez. fast and strong and alpha energy, as you saw upstairs. So we're, yeah. you know, <laughs> training her slowly. Fingering it out. I feel like, yeah, there's more of a rapport there now than there was even like six months ago where it was, yeah. I was at my wit's end and she was like, yeah, I'm reveling in your misery yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I know. It is rewarding when they finally start listening and like training yeah. starts working. You feel like some karate kid vibes. Yeah. Or You're Mr. Miyagi, all of a sudden you've got the, the wisdom. You got you the know? energy, yeah. It really is an energy thing yeah. I learned with dogs. It's like if I'm, you know, just an anxiety case for my own reasons you know, adjacent from the dog or whatever. Oh, they just pick like, it up. Yeah. You know, oh, right away. And, and you know, she especially really wants stability. And, and that's usually what they say if the dog is trying to yeah. vie for alpha position. It's they they feel like you're too haywire or whatever, and they want really calm. Yeah. Collected. Well, we just had a trainer come by, and she the trainer to my face, like, saw us, like, <laughs> acting around the dog. She's like, you're not an alpha to this dog. Like, the dog is protecting you. Because... It's not so bad with a little guy, though. Yeah, least. I know. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, I'm a huge. Little gal, sorry. Yeah, little gal. But I'm just like, yeah, I'm just too soft because I'm so like, I'm melting emotionally for this dog, but I have to be like much stronger now <laughs> and I don't want to be, but I guess I have to try. Sounds like you're getting softer from the dog. I am getting soft. Not that that's but, a bad yeah, thing. I know. And I didn't know if it was a guy or a girl because I didn't know if it was a drag dog or. That's right. right? So, somebody asked us in the neighborhood and they're like, Shangela. They're like, is it a boy or a girl? And we're like, well, it could be anything she wants, sir. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah, puppy she, fluid. 
Um, and you're a fan as well of uh, the drag race? Enormous fan. Never thought in my life, but it was it was just like peak pandemic. My wife and I just needed something nice to watch. And people are like, watch Drag Race. It's just like the colors are nice. It's just confident. Drag queens just living it up. And we binged all of them. Like, and it's trashy and, we, and catty. And it's stuff, trashy, which is very catty. Enjoyable. It's got the drama. <laughs> and it just, I just needed, we just needed something to get our minds off of everything. And it was just perfect. And then we just kept watching. We watched like every country has a, like, there's a, a new series like every <clears throat> two months or it, something, it feels like keeps going and then it, it when we got to la the all the drag queens we love are there so we've like seen them live and it's just it's like, like wrestling almost or like that's uh, the thing or, or marvel or any of these fandoms like it's the same shit and it's uh it's it's funny it's like i've talked to like some of my gay friends that love drag race and they're like i've never seen a straight guy so passionately into drag race i'm like but it's fucking cool man i love it there's yeah, so, like, so much confidence and... well they're just the greatest entertainers on the world in the world they're just like they have to be comedians dancers they have to put makeup they well, all this stuff like the winners are the winners There's definitely are. some sloppy babies. yes um, not to throw shade or tea well <laughs> those were both names of no those are just things okay. you say on drag race <laughs> i okay i should say i'm not as avid of a fan but yeah. i was in a similar situation because kelly is is balls to the wall and mm. during the pandemic i did watch several series yeah i'm certainly not against drag i, sure. I respect it in a lot of ways but i've felt a bit of a fatigue now just with the the syndication part of it, like where the cover girl and all yeah. the like the repetitive certain aspects. Oh, RuPaul of it. is just a manufacturing machine. That's like, what I mean. She yeah, just, it like, feels a little bit knows how to make money. It's very commercial. The performers, great. I, yeah. I'm totally on board with you there. But yeah, just some of the the format, I I think has gotten to me. Yeah. After a while. But it's it's like it's kind of like McDonald's. It's like you go there because you know what you're getting, kind of thing. Yeah, I understand it every time. Yeah, I'll still and dip in. You know, like don't get me wrong. Reality TV show is garbage. It's all garbage. <laughs> but you're like, give me that garbage. I think I need it in doses. Yeah, because yeah. I'll I'll sort of be like, ah, I'm over that when Kelly's watching. But then. I'll be like, wait, who, who won that yeah. dance off or whatever? <laughs> Who's fighting? <laughs> Who's a lip sync assassin? Yeah, it sucks you in. Like, I'm yeah. sure uh, I never watched this one, but I used to always hear about the housewives. Yeah, people never were. watched that. But but I'm assuming it's the same, same kind of cattiness and drama and soap opera kind of a vibe. Yeah. Yeah, um, we've been watching a lot more reality lately, and I never used to be in reality shows, but it's just the world's gone to so much shit. I'm just like, get me out of here. <laughs> just get me out of here <laughs> well, for Tiger an hour. Tiger King was the original. That one was for the all big us, one. Right? Like, that was the perfect time for that to come out. And then you think back and you're just like, that was terrible. <laughs> like, that was I so, mean, I don't know. <laughs> it did, the, the did the second job. season, I'll give you that, but I really still think that if you've never seen the first season, yeah. it you're going to watch the whole thing. Of course. At the very least, I. I dare you to try to watch the whole first episode and not continue the series. Yeah, well, we, yeah, that came out. We were in a quarantine cabin in Quebec because we just drove back from L.A. because we're like, let's go back to Canada until the pandemic's done. It's probably a good done. time, yeah. Yeah, and we're like, we'll be up in Canada for two weeks, and we were up here for 10 months. So, <laughs> But that was when we watched Tiger King when we were fleeing COVID. Yeah, pretty much everyone did. Yeah. Um, I want to switch here and ask you about your facial hair mm -hmm. because I noticed you went... In, in the progression chronologically of your comedy, I've seen clean face. Yeah. Then you go full beard. Oh, yeah. Now mustache. Yeah. Is it, what's next is going to be aggressively long sideburn. <laughs> yeah, just a really long soul patch, I think. <laughs> just long pork chops. Or soul patch or something. Fu Man, anything. Um, Do you have a preference of the three? You're sticking with this? I thing? like mustache. Must, mustache, I've gotten the most compliments on. I mean, it's the, hard to pull off. I think that's why. I think so. And it's the beard I got really a lot. A lot of people like that because it was, I had it real huge for a bit. Oh, yeah. Because I thought 
when I started comedy, I was like, oh yeah, you got to be a piece of shit to be a comedian. <laughs> I like, I literally, I thought you had to be a dirt bag. So yep. I was like, I'll be a dirt bag and, and like, just be stupid. Literally. Like, yeah. I had like, it was down to here. Like it was so like, it was almost down to my chest. It was huge. And I remember, that was very in at that time, though, because of Game of Thrones. I remember everyone yeah. started growing these gargantuan beards. And I really think it was the Zach Galifianakis era yeah. where they're like, he's a goofy guy. He's got a big beard. He's kind of fat. And I was like, you know, I was pretty overweight at the time and had a big beard. Oh, really? And I was like, yeah, I was I can't my, picture you as a larger fellow. At my peak, I was like 235 pounds oh. and just gross. <laughs> And now you're like, what, 180 or something? Yeah, like 175, 180 oh, wow, kind yeah. of thing. That's a huge change. Yeah, it's, um, but the beard was crazy. And then I started shaving it because I started booking commercials. And then I'd grow it back and then I'd book another commercial and I'd have to shave it again. And I'd be like, well, you know what? Maybe I should keep it off so I can make some money off this <laughs> face and not my stupid beard. You're not actually the first. I'm just realizing first comedian that I've asked about their facial hair. I asked really? a similar question to John Doerr because I couldn't find any footage or pictures of him without a beard. <laughs> I have seen it. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy looking. It looks very different. It's yeah. very baby-like, yeah. You did make a sick Doctor Strange, though. I saw that video. Yeah. And it, was, it worked very well they for that. didn't really have to do a lot of makeup for that one. But it's funny because <laughs> I do have... that skit, then? My dad's a big comic guy. Sorry to cut oh, you yeah. Yeah, they were doing a whole skit with where Blade's trying to convince yeah. them like that vampires are real, and they're like, "Come on, like that's where they draw the line." Yeah, know? it's 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 my buddy JB Ball does these sketches for like Kevin Hart's network down there, and he, oh, nice. so he gets these little budgets every now and then. And then I'm like his designated like white guy. It was like I need a white guy, so like, <laughs> throw me in there, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, whatever. and they had Bucky being yeah overtly racist because of the era because he's, he's old and yeah and uh i almost said black cap yeah but um <laughs> falcon cap i That's guess you call him yeah uh he's you know not having it yeah, obviously yeah. <laughs> um yeah so oh geez what else do i got for you i think we're pretty close well i did want to talk some of uh i know julia wasn't able to make it but yeah. um send her my regards no, of course. course and uh, i did want to ask I really, really, really thought her Father's Day video was absolutely hy really? <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> and I don't know her father, but it yeah. still had me cracking up. And I wanted to know, since he's your father-in-law, how accurate was 100 accurate. Just spot yeah. on. It's also funny that you liked that video too, because we thought no one it cared felt about like it. a lot of people's dads. Like, yeah. not every reference, but it would have been a similar reference with my dad. Some just a different band or a different book or, or yeah. You know. It was a hundred percent accurate, and like he liked it, but you could tell he's like. It's a little too close, if you ask me. Are you filming me? Are you filming me? Because that's People literally have to go watch these. Oh my god! Literally something he said because we were filming a sketch in the yard or something during COVID or whatever, and then the camera kind of drifted over, and he was like, "Are you filming me?" <laughs> and he got mad. He was like, "You better get my permission if you want me in your sketches." You gotta have a waiver. Yeah. So, oh man, it's too good. It was a hundred percent. And this is maybe a little personal, but I saw. A, stage sketch i don't know why i said that or i was thinking that but stand up of hers is what yeah. i meant to say where she was talking about how no men buy their own underwear and i was is that yeah is that true <laughs> it was As to, to you you when now we, buy your own when we first started dating yeah i i it was only christmas presents from my mom that's, <laughs> you that's know how I, mean? I get mine usually yeah. and it was like i had i remember like yeah we first started dating and like she saw me out of my underwear and it was like holes and like the elastic was dangling <laughs> from a thread and she's like what are you doing and i was like well it's almost christmas what am I going to buy underwear now? Yeah, I'm going to get it right at before. Christmas. And then so she's like, get out. She like forced me. She's like, get out there. Go buy some underwear right fucking now. <laughs> and then I did. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. I forgot you can buy underwear whenever you want. Get cool things on them. And, <laughs> you yeah. get anything you want. So. I was going to ask my dad, actually. Is that still true of you? Does mom buy yours? 
You're, oh. <laughs> oh, you're you're the one making the Costco trips, I guess. Yeah. Oh yeah, Costco underwear is good. I guess we've all made that evolution, but yeah. I still have a couple pairs that are you know worse for wear for sure. Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes they're the comfy pair. They're the lucky pair. That's you know what I mean. mean. Obviously, I'm not talking skid marks or anything like that, but yeah. just structural integrity. You issues. hide them away from your wife. You're like, these are my private undies. Yeah. Once they're on, you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you're hoping to get some, then you don't want to wear them. Yeah, either. that's right. <laughs> Um, did you guys meet doing comedy was going to be another question. I wanted yes. To oh yeah. We met at comedy bar in Toronto and, uh, I'd known her for a bit and we like, we'd seen each other, but you're not supposed to date another comedian. That's the whole, you know, that's like any work. You're not supposed to yeah. don't shit where you shit eat. where you wipe or whatever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, of course, you know, we were just drunk one night and we kind of started talking and we just really hit it off and it just kind of blossomed from there. And that's the thing. We just like really, it was one of those relationships that was just effortless. Like, it was just like all of a sudden, we're just, we're dating. That's fantastic. And everyone's like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, you guys are very similar kind of thing. And, and then no uh, other uh, comedian exes in the mix that you had to like, bump no, into. Oh, no, I, I hadn't dated any comics. She didn't date any comics because, yeah, you're not supposed to. And even yeah. the early in the relationship, we're like, this isn't going to last because we're not supposed to be doing this kind of thing. And it just felt, or very... you're both wondering what happens if something goes awry and yeah, then I'm going to have to see this person. It's going to be awkward. Well, yeah, it was like, what happens if one of us gets more successful than the other one? And blah, blah, blah. And then when I got my first comedy special at a Comedy Now, like, yeah, she was super supportive and the best. And like, That's I was, amazing. when she got JFL, like it's just like we're not jealous of each other in any way because obviously we're two different people entirely yeah. so it's not like if she had a mustache and looked exactly like me and booked something i'd be like listen <laughs> this isn't gonna work that could have been me like it's, no you just keep propelling each other to yeah you know, and it's the best uh, you can. every relationship before that ended because of comedy because i'd be out too long or mm. i'd be on the road or anything and then like this, like we can co-headline things and be on the road with our little stupid dog, and it's it's nice. But but that was going to be my question though. Yeah, like, we were both like, wondering, like doing the grind, right? I mean, because it can't be easy to always sync up all your gigs so that you're at the same place all the time and so together. So yeah. there must be times you get ripped apart and you go, okay, this is getting a little old. Or, on the road for weeks or or, or, or am I wrong? It, does it? actually work really well it it still works pretty well i mean people bookers are are very interested in having like it's like hey instead of one headliner you get two for like a little bit more money not even that much more and you only have to spend money on one hotel room and you get two people so True. that's like an oddly a big sell and then even like if we do tour separately like it's not for that long like it's it's not like we're going for that long like, like she a was week or something or? yeah like she was just in calgary before I was, and uh, then I we flipped because it would be better pay that way. So she was gone for like 10 days, and then she came back, and then I was gone for 10 days, and then we came to Canada, actually. So that just kind of happened. I mean, after I recovered from the COVID that Calgary gave me. <laughs> um, but then that, that kind of worked out. But, and you uh, kind of just do like one night somebody's featuring, the other one's headlining, and then you switch on the yeah, next Yeah, basically. And even with shows in LA, too, it's just like they'll book us both because we're both good, and we like if one of us goes, the other one's going to be there anyway. And, well, uh, like we were talking about earlier, there's a certain charm to that, you know, yeah. the couple thing. And it's like we go to each other's shows. Like if she's booked on a show, I'll show up and watch and support. And then sometimes they'll be like, hey, there's an extra spot. You can do a spot. Sweet. Too. So it's just like sometimes that flip, flippity floppity happens. Yeah. Wow. And do you ever have shows where one of you guys bombs and the other one kills? Oh, all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that must and be it's weird. just like... 
Yeah, well, we know how to treat each other in that because <laughs> yeah, like, how you doing, champ? <laughs> I know, and well, you just can't talk to the other person. If you had a really good set, you can't be like, yeah, the show was yeah, it was pretty yeah. good. And she's like, you fucking killed. You yeah, can't talk yeah. to me. Like it's just like you have to be like supportive and understanding. It's just like because if you both bomb, you can be like that audience, right? Piece of shit. You know? yeah. yeah, but it's like one does, and yeah, it, we've had all those scenarios happen. Trust it's. Uh, it's, but it's, it's I, I really wanted to come see you guys too. But honestly, I had so much catching up to do after the recent COVID. Don't even worry. Last night we came back from my dad's and we saw the highways were, the exits were, there blocked. was like a protest or something. We saw yeah. a bunch of convoy guys. Yeah. I don't really know what they're convoying it's anymore. Terrible. I don't even know it at all. That's the, uh, the Dutch farmer support, apparently. Oh, okay. It's not even the same thing. No, well, it's, it's, well, you it's, know, no farmers, no food. There's something yeah. going on over in the Netherlands and, and there's apparently either, regular farmers in support of the Dutch, or we have a lot more Dutch descended farmers over here yeah. who felt or they need to get people out. who yeah. like getting in their trucks and driving around. Driving slow, yeah. Because yeah. we saw a procession, if you can call it that, coming up uh, Blair near your place, and we thought they must have been going to get up through Vanier and come down Rito that way because yeah. all the highway exits were blocked. And we talked to someone else who got through on bank, so it seems like if you weren't coming from the highway, you could still sneak your way up there. Yeah. So. But yeah, I was very much wondering what they were here for and what was going on. Well, that's what I, I just read that in the paper because I'm one of the few people that still reads the paper. <laughs> yeah, that's, paper that's, true. Know, that's what they were saying. Yeah, because yeah, we just saw a bunch of trucks with uh, various provincial flags. Yeah. And, and like writing all over the trucks and Sharpie. And There's a lot It's like of too weird small. You can't shit. even read it. Yeah. There was a truck I saw in LA. It had a big like Punisher symbol on it with an American mm. flag, which is already a, a It's been uh, compromised. One. But then symbol. it said police protection unit. Like it was like people protecting the police. I'm like, oh, shit's about to go down in this yeah. country. Yeah. Apparently Marvel, uh, I had heard they're not using that Punisher logo anymore. And he now has this like samurai ninja type skull that he's using because oh really because the, the police ruined it somebody <laughs> took that, that yeah. symbol yeah wow that, had you heard that or no yeah i'll show you the symbol after my dad's a big comic guy so uh, yeah. i'm surprised you didn't know that one uh i think that's pretty much oh i had one just random ass question i wanted to ask oh, you yeah. would you rather die a lonely mysterious death where no one knows even if you died for sure or an infamous super public death Ooh, like shot like kennedy or uh, lost like Amelia Earhart, essentially, you know? What a fucking great question. Thank you. I always um, love to get a response like that. God, mysterious death is... Because, yeah, the other one, they don't know if you're dead. No closure. No closure. I'd like mysterious death. So they're like, he is dead. <laughs> you could be we like don't too know how. about it. Like, yeah. maybe you're going to come back. Because, yeah, they still think I might come back, but they know I'm dead for <laughs> sure. But am I dead? So, yeah, like weird, weird death. It's kind of paranormal and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Keep people talking about you. Yeah, I was trying yeah. to weigh it out myself. Like, it's either no closure for your family or constant reminder yeah, it's like this trending video, like back and to the left. Yeah, well, here's the thing too: if you Amelia Earhart, if some people are out there still looking for you, and you're wasting their time, yeah. I'm not here to waste anyone's time. But I would like you to keep talking about me. But so that's, that's magical, <laughs> yeah. almost. It's like the Goonies treasure. Or something it is, now, yeah. <laughs> okay, that was a great answer. <laughs> um, we already did my dad's question, so uh, it's just the season three question we've been asking everyone, which is uh, either what did you want to be when you were growing up, or alternatively, what would you like to be if you weren't doing comedy right now? Oh my or god, both. it was always astronaut. Oh my god, astronaut. I mean, that was I'm obsessed with space, and like that would be the number one for cool. sure. You kind of look like an astronaut. You kind of well, look like Chris Hadfield yeah. or something. It's funny because I'm like friends with his family. No way. Yeah, it's, uh, I stayed at his house once. Um, it was He's got a pinball machine in his uh, living room. hope I'm not revealing too much about his home. <laughs> uh, um, but the funniest part about staying at his house too is like, 
it was in Toronto. Everyone knew that Chris Hatfield lived there and he wasn't there. Um, but then they would see, space, yeah, he was, I don't know where he was, <laughs> but then they saw, they, they knew Chris Hatfield was there, but then they would see me exiting and they're just like, Whoa, he got tall <laughs> and weird looking and he's wearing space Hawaiian shirts now. <laughs> like just seeing a different mustache man exit an astronaut's so house. Um, but yeah, astronaut would be the one for sure. I don't even know where to get started. I mean, I read his book and it, what a fucking process. So that's kind of the answer to both those questions. That's what you wanted to be. And that's what you would like to be. I would you... like to be. Yeah. I think that's the greatest job anybody it's never can do. too late. Oh, it, might, it might be too late. And I think, it's, I think I'm definitely too tall, but we'll see. Maybe I can get one of those like Amazon. Don't you shrink or something when you come back from space? You shrink a couple. You of actually things? stretch out. Oh, it's I the think. opposite. Okay, yeah. Okay. Because there's no gravity pushing you down. Hmm. So all your organs get all fucked up and. Yeah, you stretch mm. out. Your bones get all thin, though. Bones get thin. Yeah, you get brittle, I guess. Yeah, you mm. get bonitis. Yeah, they always have to be like put into like a lazy boy or something when they first come out of the, <laughs> yeah, they the just, capsule. They wheel out a hot tub, and they're like, in the hot tub, <laughs> astronaut. Please relax. That's got to be a trip, man, going to space and just looking down on the Earth. That's what I mean. Like, what else Realizing is bigger flat. than that? No. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> oh, my God, getting all the way up the there, and you're like, wall. shit, yeah. they're there. Just seeing a giant alien with a boom mic over the <laughs> over the flat earth, and you're like, God damn it. This is not what I wanted oh, to man. do. That was a fun way to end this. I gotta say, yeah. I got nothing else unless you oh, you want to plug anything? Oh my god. Uh yeah. My limited but dedicated viewers, I want to say. Do not go to my website. <laughs> you will um, not find the info there. Yeah, Matt Matt underscore O'Brien on Twitter and Matt underscore O'Brien on TikTok and then Matt O'Brien on Instagram. That's where all my stuff is. That'll all be on screen. Cool. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, thanks so much for doing this, man. I really had a great time chatting with this you. Was fun. Thank you so much. Do a high five at the end here. Boom. Thanks for watching. Thank you.